Okay, welcome to the Natural Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Backus. Today's March 12th, 2022, and we are under um, a very, very Piscean energy today. And we're going to talk, as I did last week, we're going to talk about what that means and what that feels like and how to work with it among all the other things going on. Um, But I want to start with a little grounding exercise because I think both Emily and I, Emily Trinkus is back with me for our cosmic conversation. And I think both of us could use a little bit of grounding before I do a little better introduction for her and we get going. So um, because, well, let me just say that the way that we're gonna ground today is just pay attention to how we feel in our bodies, actual physical sensations. You might even like touch, um, maybe squeeze your legs or your arms or notice where your hands are, feel your clothes against your skin, and then bring your attention to your feet. Pisces rules the feet. It's the last sign of the Zodiac. Um, The feet are typically the last thing to come out when we're born. So feel into your feet. It's also how we connect with the earth. And so feel that connection with the earth through the soles of your feet. Doesn't matter if you have shoes on. It doesn't matter if you're in a high rise apartment, you can still have that energetic connection with the, the earth through your feet. And this one small shift of attention can be incredibly grounding when things seem as swirly and watery and flowy as they do right now. And coming back to the body over and over again, as many times as you need to during the day. And I'd even recommend that you keep some of your attention and your physical sensations, like the seat against the chair, the feet against the floor throughout the whole podcast. And with that, I just want to say thank you so much, Emily. I'm so excited to have you again. It's uh, those, many of you have already been here with us, but Emily is my absolute favorite astrologer. She's also my mentor. Um, And since you've been here, uh, let's see, since you were here last, which was, I think a month ago ish, beginning of February, maybe even earlier than that. I can't remember. Um, You've had a lot of new stuff happen, new website, new podcasts, new class offerings. And so I wanted to just start with giving you a chance to talk about all that because it's really cool. And I want want you to talk about like what prompted it. And yeah, so go for it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Christine. It's such a pleasure to be back here with you. I'm excited to talk about the current influences And um, yeah, and thank you for the opportunity to share about my new offerings. I, um, you know, honestly, the last, I don't know how many years, I've just had a lot going on in my personal life and, um, and didn't have much bandwidth for career development. I was more in maintaining mode and thankfully was at a point in my career where I I could do that. And um, so just recently having more spaciousness and clarity about you know, I guess I was trying to get clear about what is the gist of my work? You know, what am, what am I really here for? What's it really about? And what I came up with is that my gist is about we're in this time of transition. We're transitioning into the age of Aquarius. And how do we do that as 
organic human beings in the body. Um, and so that's my focus. And I, I started a new podcast because I wanted an opportunity to talk about the bigger picture um, uh, the bigger picture of this transition. And I'm really excited. I'm interviewing people, different astrologers and healers and spiritual teachers to talk about, um, you know, what is this transition about and how do we do it? Uh, you know, what are some skills and resources? So since most of my work is focused on the more immediate present, I think, you know, a, a lot of my work is about, okay, what's the current energy? How do we cooperate with it or working one-on-one -on -one with clients to really, you know, get into their own individual stuff and where are they at and how do they work with it. So this is my opportunity to, to zoom out and see the bigger picture. Um, so I've got that going on. And then also I just, as you know, because Christine is assisting me with my new astrology Yay. 101 class, um, I just started an eight-week class getting into the basics of astrology. So it's a class for people who know nothing about astrology and also for more advanced people who want to deepen into the foundations of astrology and maybe, you know, learn from my own unique take on things. And so that just started yesterday, but the, it, there's still time to jump in. Um, and you could get the recording from yesterday and there's seven more weeks to go. And we've got a really fun and dynamic class and Christine is womaning the online <laughs> MeWe group and answering questions and facilitating in there. So that's what I'm up to. Yeah. And that link is in the podcast description. If people are interested, they can check it out. And you've done as with all of your offerings, I think you're offering it on a sliding scale. So it's quite affordable too. And I also thought you might just mention, because I know that's coming up too, is the lunar, because we're about to swap over into a new astro cycle. And so Great. how about talking about that? Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I offer new and full moon recordings every month, and those are available on an, um, on a pay what you want basis. I offer them in the gift or you can subscribe for six months. And if you're a subscriber, and I, and I offer the subscription on a sliding scale, if you're a subscriber, you can also join me once a month for a live stream on Zoom. And those have just, they have just blown me away. The, the community, the, the sharing, the wisdom, I, like I learned so much from the people in my group. And um, so that's a way to connect with me in a more you know intimate fashion and connect with community and I know it's it's been a bit of a lifeline for me during times of isolation and I think for other people too so after the next full moon which happens on March 18th then I will open up for a new six-month subscription cycle so yeah thank you so much for mentioning that yeah and I'll put that link in the podcast description too and then of course people can I think they can get on your mailing list if they aren't already through that link so thank you yeah yeah I mean after I supported you for what uh, I don't know three or four years for your lunar creation circle and it was one of the ways I learned astrology so it's and it's fantastic because it keeps you so tapped in to what's going on and working with the natural cycles which is what I'm all about, what we're both all about, really. That's what astrology is all about when we do it in the nature-based way. Right. And, and I think it's one of the best ways to learn astrology, mm -hmm. right? To tune into what's happening now, 
oh, okay, here's what's going on astrologically. And here's what I'm experiencing and noticing in my own world and my own body and my feelings. Um, and also, I just want to say that I, I think it's, it's so useful to know that you're not alone in what you're right. going through. That's one of the biggest, um, or one of the most common, um, uh, sorry, Mercury and Pisces. Um, <laughs> the, the feedback I get a lot is from people saying like, oh, I'm not crazy. It's not just me. I'm not crazy. This is just what's happening energetically and I'm part of it. Right? Yeah, and I think, I mean, you've talked about, you talked about that a lot yesterday in your um, Astro 101 class, but it's, it's good to remind ourselves that astrology is a language and it's a language that describes what we know on a different level than what we've been taught in our culture, right? It's, it's the language that describes the, the whole world on different dimensional levels beyond the science, the materialist science, you know, reduction to just what you can see and touch with your mom. I don't even think they really capture all the five senses, right? But so yeah, astrology can name. And so the fact that we're all feeling right now, all this expansive energy and um, this Neptunian energy, the real watery energy with us today, the sun is conjoined, conjoining Neptune. And you and I, um, well, you especially have a lot of Neptune experience in the last couple of years, because whereas I've been majoring in Pluto, you've been majoring in Neptune. Um, and so that's one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about today. And in fact, let me just one quick announcement before we dive in more deeply is that I, I've been teaching a series of classes on the planets and they're all, all the ones I've done to date are on my website um, as recordings, but I have a couple, I have several classes coming up, but the next one is Neptune itself. So I'll be teaching about Neptune on the 23rd and that one will be interesting because Neptune is one that I've always had a hard time sort of describing because it's the indescribable, right? That Neptune and Pisces and that sort of energy. And I'll just say too, that the last episode of the podcast, I talked a lot about these sort of big cycles and how to work with them physically uh, and this particular Pisces energy, but there's way more to say and as I said, today, the sun um, is conjoining Neptune. And it was just a week ago, I think, that the sun and Jupiter met up. And then it's about a month now, but between Jupiter and Neptune meeting up, all in Pisces, plus we have four planets in Pisces. So, uh, all right, I'll say one more thing and then I'll stop so you can be part of this too. But one of the I, on yesterday or the day before on Instagram, I put up a one of the Montana big sky photos of mine, you know, where you can see freaking forever. And the um, the headline that I put is that sometimes we can get lost in the vastness. And that to me describes a lot of what we're feeling right now is that, yes, it's wonderful to feel some expansion after so much contracting Saturn energy for so long. But it's also a little unsettling because we can truly get lost in it. And that's one of the shadows of this energy. So that that was how I thought I'd start off. And that's why the focus on the feet and grounding and embodiment and leaning into Virgo energy. So 
Great. I'm taking a breath. (laughs) (laughs) Are you taking a breath and then saying more or should I? Oh, go for it, please. (laughs) Yeah, the the vastness. Um, Because not only do we have four planets in Pisces um, and this big Sun-Neptune conjunction happening today and the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction happening a month from now, which I think we're getting a kind of preview of as the sun and Neptune come together. And actually tomorrow, the sun will be at the degree that Jupiter and Neptune are gonna meet up at in a month. So this weekend, we're getting kind of a preview of what that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is about. Um, But also in addition to all this Pisces, we've got a lot of Aquarius happening, Mm -hmm. right? And those are the two last signs of the Zodiac. you know, and the zodiac becomes more and more expansive as as we move through it. So, having a lot of Aquarius and Pisces at the same time, and we can come back and talk about Aquarius later. Um, there is this sense of the the bigness of life, and which can yeah. also feel very overwhelming. Like it's all so big. And then I think, you know, and again, we'll come back to Saturn, but I I think there's an element of pressure coming in from Saturn too, in terms of trying to figure it out and -hmm. figuring out the future Aquarius and where the hell are we going and right. But the, but all this Pisces is really about, well, there's a lot that it's about, um, but, but about feeling our way forward. And, and so just to start really simply, Pisces is water and water is the emotional realm. And so there's a heightened sensitivity during this time. And um, Christine and I had had talked about sleep uh, yesterday and lack thereof, or, uh, I mean, I've had this past week, I had two nights where I was just zoinked out for, I don't know, 10 or 11 hours and dreams all over the place. And then I had three nights of total not sleep insomnia like and and i i'm kind of a lifelong insomniac but this was extreme right i mean this is part of pisces too extreme energy Mm -hmm. right extreme highs extreme lows and every and everywhere in between um but just coming back to that this is about water the feeling realm and that pisces and neptune are both boundaryless so, so part of what I think is helpful to be aware of is that r- with all this Pisces and Neptune, we're not only feeling ourselves. And here's the thing, when, when we go to sleep or try to go to sleep, we're, it, when we turn off the conscious mind, in comes the unconscious. And Pisces and Neptune are both associated with the unconscious. So we have our personal unconscious material and what wants to be felt, what we haven't felt. I think that's part of, you know, just speaking for myself, that's part of what comes up for me when I'm not sleeping, right? That I've been too busy during the day to have those pesky feelings. I got things to do, I'm, I'm on task. And then I lie down to go to sleep and, oh, there's that anxiety, there's that grief, there's, right? So all of my personal, you know, what I haven't been conscious of or tending to, that's gonna come up. Right. And so the unconscious is living large right now, but then also being aware that it's not just my personal stuff, it's the collective. And, and so we're, and we know there's so much stirring in the collective, so much fear and freak out and 
suffering and oh my god what's happening where are we going and whoa. so so to be aware too that um that we're we're picking up on that energetically pisces is the sign of oneness right so th- this is reminding us that I, i'm not just in my isolated meat suit bubble doing my own life we're we're all connected and i can't cut myself off from what's happening in the world that's that's part of it so so one of one of the things that i had to remind myself of was was allowing the energy to move through me right. and actually even when you just guided us through that like you know drop into the body feel my body i i was feeling these like waves of energy coming through me and that's part of what's been happening you know i i when i can't sleep at night i'll often get up and meditate and and i've been feeling this almost like you know kundalini moving through me and i know it's it's personal and it's not personal it's me and mm-hmm. it's not me there's there's big energy coming through me um along the lines of the unconscious i think something else something else that's been in my awareness is um the our my own tendency to self sabotage this is also what can come up in pisces land and neptune land pisces is the sign of self sabotage because it is the unconscious so it's how the how our own unconscious material can bite us in the ass if we're not paying attention and what i noticed what happened for me just a little over a week ago as all this pisces energy was building I felt myself being pulled into some very unhealthy habits and I really saw, you know, being aware of the energy, I saw oh dear, this could go in a really bad direction. <laughs> like if I keep going down this this route, this is not this is not going to come out well. And I'm very and I also saw how I couldn't will my way through it. Right. Okay? And here's a really this is a big point especially with the energy of this weekend. where the sun is our will the sun is associated with the solar plexus right will powering through making it happen that's that's not going to work right now and so what i also saw is as my self sabotaging patterns were in my face i had a conversation with the divine and i said i can't you know i i'm not a 12 step person though i have you know a ton of respect for for that path and that's what that's where i had to go and i i said i know i can't do this myself i need help help me god got us to you know release these self sabotaging patterns and i'm so grateful that i was able to shift no i'm so grateful that the divine came in and allowed me to shift or supported me to shift that because this is a time when there can be a lot of frustration coming up there can be a lot of hard feelings coming up and trying to control it or power through it or um trying to make it look really perfect it's going to be messy it's going to be chaotic pisces is chaos mm-hmm. right it's a feminine sign it's a feminine sign so we it, surrender is a good word but also i was thinking maybe non resistance is a is a better word so thinking about like um and i i'm not a you know uh one of those people who goes on the big adventures down the river and you know whatever white river rafting whatever that's called um 
but but what I've heard is that if you're in that, you know, in your boat and it tips over and you fall into the water, do not resist, right? If you try to, if you fight the the riptide or whatever, you're just going to get pulled deeper into the spiral. You have to surrender and let the flow and the flow will take you back up. So, right. so that's, and yeah. That's very similar. I mean, I think about skiing. I used to be a skier. It's the same thing. You have to stay facing the way the energy is going and go with it. Because if you, as soon as you start to resist, you end up falling over. And somebody used that. And oh, somebody, Amanda um, Walsh in her, one of her podcasts for the astrology hub the other day used the same analogy for surfing. It's mm-hmm. like surfing the wave, right? You've got to be going with the wave and it's, and, you know, really this is back to a theme that I've talked about quite a bit um, here. And I think we've talked about is that one of our big life lessons in the energy with Pluto and certainly with all this Pisces energy right now is understanding how to use power appropriately and the difference between cooperating and controlling. And the minute, the very minute we lean, we lean into that shadow, and this is a shadow of Virgo, right? And probably Pisces as well is the trying to control and trying to achieve some sort of perfection and um, some kind of ideal. That's definitely a Pisces thing. The minute we, we go there, then we stumble, I guess is the easiest way to put it. And I, I wanted to go back to a couple of other things you said. Um, One, and this is just a health geek thing, is that one of the reasons that sleep is so important, um, and if you're not sleeping, I highly recommend meditating because it has some similar physical, um, and when I say physical, I don't mean uh, the the divorced physical where the body and the mind are separate, right? The mind is part of the body, and this includes the brain and the other parts of the mind, Um, one of the benefits, health benefits of sleep is that our brain, um, actually literally detoxes during sleep through the lymphatic channels in the brain. And if we're not getting good sleep, then we're not getting good detox. And that's true throughout the body. But again, Pisces, you know, trying to connect this in Pisces also rules the lymphatic system. And so this Uh, This need for detoxification is another reason we have to find ways to cooperate with this Pisces energy. And you can sleep too much um, and you probably maybe can meditate too much because after all, we are human beings and we're we're physical creatures and we need to move. Um, But those are ways to work with this energy to help with that detox. And then the, you know, and the other thing I wanted to add, and I think I talked about this in the last episode quite a bit too, that um, the Virgo Pisces axis, because of course all the signs work in polarity, where this is the axis of health. And one of the other kind of um, meanings of it is the axis of purification. And so this health, um, if we're going to work with this Pisces energy, again, it's like leaning into the small concrete steps of Virgo and the ritual, right? I think that's one of the ways, um, I mean, that is one of the ways that we bring the sacred and the mundane together is through ritual. And that's, that's like one of the higher or more conscious ways of working with this energy is just paying attention to our daily routine, you know, our, 
our meals. I'm as an Ayurvedic person, when and how you eat is so central to health. And if you can't do anything else that, you know, that feels constructive, maybe you just prepare and sit quietly and reverently and eat lunch. <laughs> That's if nothing else, you could come back to that. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that's great. And, you know, on the detox theme, and this is, this is another just, you know, astrology 101 thing about Pisces, but something important to keep in mind, I think, is that where we are now, seasonally, we're at the end yes. of the astrological year, right? The, the big rebirth is spring equinox when the sun moves into Aries, the first sign of the zodiac. So a lot of what we're so to think about this time as a time of processing and releasing and detoxing from the past year. Right. And right. what a year it's been, right? So, right. so we all have plenty to release. And the idea is we want to wash ourselves clean, you know, clean the slate before the rebirth. And that's, I think, also why a lot of shit comes up right now, because it's, this is the time, this is the time to um, cleanse ourselves. And, right. and I know, you know, in terms of the Virgo Pisces axis, I've really been leaning into just the, the, um, trying to keep things very regular, you know, like what, and, and I think this is an Ayurvedic thing too, like trying yes. to eat the Routine. same at the same yes. time every day and, you know, going, going for regular walks and just, and that's, that's what's getting me through Pisces season for sure. And the, yeah. And the reason is because the basic natural cycles that our body knows are very regular. I mean, there are certainly planetary cycles that are well, that are less regular, but the sun, you know, it's pretty regular. It changes when it comes up, when it goes down by a couple of minutes every day, but on the whole, it, you know, it's highest at noon ish noon or one or something like that. That's when our digestion is strongest. And I did talk a lot last week about this um, time of year and cleansing. And I just, it bears repeating exactly what you're saying. And this is why a lot of ancient cultures, including the, the early Christian and even the current Christian do fasting at this time of year. We're at the end of the food season too. I mean, we're just getting started with new growth. And so there ain't much to eat traditionally. So yeah, yeah, all those are. And if, you, if you're curious about some of that, you can go back and listen to last week's if you haven't. Um, but I also, okay, so I also wanted to, um, I don't know. There's so much more we could say about Jupiter and Neptune. Well, actually we haven't talked that much about Jupiter, but that that's another um, sort of energy that, I mean, Jupiter's at home in Pisces. It's the traditional ruler and it's another uh, sort of expansive energy. And, and because Jupiter's finally kind of in my mind, at least for the first time in literally a couple of years, Jupiter's finally gotten free of the contracting force of Saturn. Uh, and we just had the Jupiter Uranus sextile, like, a, I don't know, two weeks ago, and then the Jupiter sun conjunction um, last week. And so I don't know if there's more to say about Jupiter as well. Well, I think just bring, bringing in Jupiter here, which, which relates back to, you know, everything happening with Neptune and Pisces land, um, faith, 
and yes. trust. And, and I think it's optimism. very e- optimism. Yeah. And I think it's very easy to trust when things are going the way <laughs> we think we want them to go. Right. And not so easy to trust when things are weird and trippy and mysterious and what the hell's going on, which I think is part of the, let's just presence that part of the energy of now is it's pretty trippy. It's, it's out there and weird, right? There's a weirdness Mm -hmm. here, Aquarius plus Pisces, um, where things don't necessarily make sense or things don't make sense. And we don't know what the hell is going on. Can we still trust? And I think part of what this Jupiter Neptune in Pisces energy is wanting to bring in is really aligning with our divine selves, with our soul selves and wanting us to really feel, and this this is all done through, through our feelings and intuition and messages from the dream time. This is not an analytical process, especially now that Mercury, the mind is also in Pisces. So, and and, you know, and often, as we know, the, the divine path and the path of our, you know, highest evolution doesn't make sense and doesn't look the way we think it should or the way that other people think it should. And, I, and just to bring in the, the Aquarius here, too, in, in terms of talking about this Pisces, you know, the, the Aquarius piece of what's going on, that's also about living our uniqueness and living mm-hmm. our truth and what might look weird to other people and you know what might not make sense to other people but it feels right to us it's about following our inner truth so there's a lot going on here around really tuning into what what feels right what's in the flow right what feels right and what's in the flow and and just you know as a, a small example in terms of trust like you know when when i wake up at two in the morning and my initial response is, you know, damn it, I'm awake again. You know, so there's that frustration, but then also like, okay, you know, so many um, spiritual teachers say that the best time to meditate is in the wee hours when yeah. most people are asleep and the energy is more, you know, pure or whatever we can access, we have better access to the divine. So it's like, okay, let me trust that being awake at two in the morning is actually also perfect. No, that doesn't fit in with my idea and I need to be up early and I need to work and I need my sleep. Let that go. Yeah, it doesn't look the way I want it to look and I can still trust that there's you know, something my mind can't figure out that's, that's still right. So we're being pulled into or invited into a, a deeper level of trust in what's what really feels feels right to us, trusting, so uh, trusting what we can't see more than what we can see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big one. And, and trusting that even when things look really ridiculous, there's some bigger wisdom or deeper wisdom that's playing out that we, we might, you know, maybe we'll understand it when we're on the other side, maybe we'll understand it a year from now, maybe we never will, and that's fine but it still feels right. So we're really being called into a deeper level of faith. Yeah, I do. I love that. And I think it also goes with this whole Jupiter Neptune combination that we're coming to. And it also brings me to um, thinking about Venus 
and Venus's journey. And I, I'm going to connect the dots in, the, in a second. Um, but there's this energy too of like clearing out old programming. And with the Jupiter Neptune, especially, well, with all of it, you know, I think some of this is Saturn. I think that's part of what Saturn's doing in Aquarius. Um, it's, it's concentrating it so that it's more visible. And then this uh, Jupiter-Neptune combination is the, it's like a dissolving of old beliefs, right? Jupiter believes Nep Neptune dissolving. And it's kind of clearing the way for us to, even though it's confusing now, it's, it's like clearing the way for clarity. And the way I think Venus is really um, pulling into that is she's in that earth goddess, kind of earth wisdom, earth grandmother mode after all the Capricorn initiation and just passed through the second gate, not that long ago, well, at the new moon, just before the new moon. And that's the gate of perception. And this is that time and that um, like the way of working with that. And again, I think this is also Saturn and Aquarius is where are we, where are we using somebody else's idea of how things should look and not listening to ourselves? Where is our vision clouded by the way we've been programmed? And I don't, necessarily mean that nefariously, although certainly there might be some of that as well. But, you know, just the way we've been schooled since we were born kind of covers up our innate natural wisdom. And this is such a great time to take advantage of all this, like, um, like clearing out energy. And even the confusion is part of that. Because if you've thought a certain way for a long time, because that's the way you've been taught, it's very um, unmooring to all of a sudden not have that anymore, but still not know yet what, as like Charles Eisenstein says, what's the new story? That was the old story. Now I know that's not true, but I don't yet know what, and I'm not, you know, we're all still practicing, I think, in becoming superseded in ourselves and our souls to know what's true for us. Yeah, I think th those are really important points. And and in the you know zooming out, we're coming out of. We just recently came out of the South Node in Jupiter's sign Sagittarius, yep. which was a period of clearing out a lot of old beliefs and worldviews, and you know the teachers we put faith into, yeah. and letting that all go. And then yeah. Jupiter also had a series of conjunctions with Pluto, um, and so there was a, that dismantling of the old perceptions and Jupiter in the energy system is the third eye. It is our, our intuitive seeing. So like clearing out the old beliefs and stories and ideas, you know, in order to, to uncover our, our, our own perception of the truth. And then, you know, coming back to Venus, Venus went through this big retrograde with Pluto mm -hmm. in Capricorn. And I think that was a lot about shedding our old conditioning. You know, Capricorn is the sign of conditioning from our families, from society, mm -hmm. right? And, and coming into more of our true knowing, our bodies knowing, because now we have the North Node, our, you know, highest evolutionary, um, intent or uh, what's going to work best for us in Venus's sign of Taurus, Venus's earth sign, 
So all about the body and what feels right to us. And so we've gone through a lot of deprogramming and deconditioning. And I think we're in a time of now what? And just starting to step into that new story or starting to have some, and maybe not, maybe not an understanding, maybe not an analysis, but starting to have some feeling of that new story. And I think a lot of what maybe this next month is about, especially as we come into Equinox and the renewal and then the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is about feeling our way forward and trusting. I mean, and part of what's going on with this Pisces um, Sun-Neptune conjunction is that that is harmonizing with the North Node. That's right. it, It's in a sextile to the North Node. And so this, this way of our, our feelings, Pisces, you know, the water, the emotions harmonizing with Taurus, the body. And, and Taurus is all about what feels good. It's, it's really simple. Does this feel good to me or does it not feel good to me? If it feels good, do it, right? So, so this is all about trusting, right? Neptune, Jupiter, Pisces, trusting what really feels good to me and, and what's, yeah, what, yeah. And, and, and again, not, I, there's something very powerful about being in this place of not having the, the set story or beliefs. And I, I want to share something that somebody in the lunar group shared that I thought was so wise and so beautiful. Someone who was born with Jupiter in Capricorn, who's had Pluto sitting on her Jupiter for years. And she, she said, I'm not going to get it perfectly, but she said something like, you know, now I don't know anything. And it's just about love. It's just about love. And she's a Pisces, right? So Jupiter is her ruler. It's just about love. It's like, get rid of all the bullshit, all the stories and what's left. The essence is love. And that's really the, you know, if we're talking about Pisces and this big Pisces lineup, ultimately it's about unconditional love. Yes. 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 I, and which is, yeah, which is part of what's going on now, like this, this huge energy of compassion that's being unleashed, which again, we can get lost in, but it's also got this incredible power. And I'm, as I mentioned before we got started, I just signed up for a, something I never thought I would do, which is a, a light worker course, but, that, but that's rooted in a compassion methodology. And I think the timing is so perfect because that, um, it's one of those key healing energies, right? Compassion and self-compassion is one of those key healing energies. And what you made me think about is that, you know, we've talked off and on about the nodes, the Taurus Scorpio axis, which is where the lunar nodes are, which is so, well, it's going to be such a critical axis this whole year. And the eclipses coming up at the end of April and early May will be obviously in that axis. Um, but it's, what I wrote the other day, um, thinking about Saturn starting to square the nodes right now, Saturn kind of that bring everything to a, a head through contraction and focus. And then the Venus or the, sorry, the Venus ruled Taurus energy versus the Mars ruled Scorpio energy. It, the Saturn square the nodes it gives us kind of like a karmic choice. And to me, one of the basic fundamental karmic choices, and there are several, is love over fear, right? Because one of the shadows of Scorpio is um, 
fear and terror and and the the high high conscious expression of Taurus is a Venus thing, right? Compassion, love. And so we get to choose and we get to choose that on an everyday basis. But this next, well, next month, because I think that's exact the day before the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, the Saturn scoring the nodes, this is what's in our face. Are we going to choose love or fear? And well I, also, I also want to go into the whole embodiment thing, but I, I wanted to give up. I wanted to take a breath in case you wanted to add to that. Well, I'll just add that that I think part of the the energy of Saturn squaring the nodes is also pressure. Yes. Right. Saturn works through pressure, and and Saturn is now at twenty degrees of Aquarius, which means it's in what's called the the final decan or decan of of the sign. And so we're coming into the end, the sort of grand finale of Saturn and Aquarius as Pluto mm-hmm. in Capricorn, Saturn's other sign is coming to the end of its journey through Capricorn, which I think is also a building pressure, right? And, and Aquarius is the sign of the future. So this pressure to choose our, you know, the nodes are so connected with destiny, right? Our, our destined yes. future and which way is it? And, and I think what you said is absolutely right on, you know, fear or love. And especially since, as we know, Saturn is also associated with mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. And, and I think here's where the embodiment piece is so important because part of the, the South node in Scorpio, Scorpio being another water sign, um, and, and Scorpio can take us into some very deep and dark waters emotionally and not that that's bad and that's, you know, necessary and, and mm-hmm. great and all of that. And the South node can, is a place where we can get sucked into that. So there's certainly like the potential to get very freaked out about the future. And I know for myself, one of, one of my nights of insomnia, I totally went there. I totally went into a future freak out. And then I, I think also thinking about future freak out as something that's circulating in the collective that we might be more sensitive to personally right now. And so we want to come back to that, coming back to that North node in Taurus is about coming back to what's actually real right right here. And right now, like, sure, like there's all kinds of things we could be freaking out about, but is any of that actually happening? Right. Is any of that real? What's my actual experience? What's my lived embodied experience right now? Right. And paying attention to what does my body need from me right now? What is going to make me feel more comfortable? Taurus likes to be comfortable. What's going to make me feel more grounded? How can I just sort of come back into that? And again, when, when, when I've done that, then I, I actually can sense, right? The Taurus is about the five senses. I can actually sense that collective energy and then I can give it a place to go, right? But like part of Pisces is about, it's not about blocking the, the collective field or like um, trying to, again, trying to control or, um, or that's not mine. So I'm gonna separate, it is, it is mine right? It, we're yeah. all connected. So the collective freak out is my freak out too. And, and I think part of the, the, the assignment with all this Pisces is allowing, is acknowledging it and allowing it to move all the way through us, 
versus like letting, first of all, versus getting caught up in a story about it, right? And yes. trying to make sense out of it or, oh, I yes. must be feeling this way because blah, 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 blah. That's not helpful. But, but find, but when we come back to our bodies and sense what's happening in our bodies, then that gives us a, a conduit to allow this energy to come all the way through us. And, and then we're part of the collective healing. Yes. And that's so, tr- I mean, I think that's really good to remember with all this Taurus Scorpio, because somebody, I think it might've been Tammy Brunk in the, in the um, summit that you were on the other day, um, who said that the reason Scorpio was secretive is because of repression. And if you think about Scorpio as that fixed water sign, um, so much again about emotion, as you were saying, the reason emotions get stuck. In fact, a lot of the ways that trauma gets created is that things don't completely flow, right? Um, For good reason, when you're talking about some serious events in somebody's life, but the way that we um, keep healing and keep working on that healing is allowing that flow. And then you know, continuing to kind of hold it or not hold it as in like hold it static, but hold a container for it so that it can flow and, and have that container contain, um, be built from compassion. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think that the, um, the, the moving water is so important right now because that's Pisces, Pisces being Mm -hmm. the mutable water sign. And I think that this is a time when we can, like, I think this is part of the gift of this Pisces lineup and the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction coming, you know, building, that's building over the next month in Pisces is that this is a time where we can move, move through us and therefore release and heal where the water, where the old emotional gunk has gotten stuck. We can, that, that's part of the higher opportunity here. Yeah. Yeah. God, that is so true. Yeah. And that's, you know, that kind of goes back to that whole purification and, and I, you know, I don't like the word, the problem with the word purification is it, it, it easily tips over into perfectionism but it is just allowing a clearing, right? I mean, that's what it really is. And again, you know, tapping into the spiritual and, and remembering that the spiritual and the physical are not different. They're not different. And that's, um, this may be a little bit of a digression, but that's part of what I think about with the, the conscious and the, if you will, the higher purpose of Saturn and Aquarius is really bringing to a fore, um, the, all the understanding that we're beginning to gain, maybe not in um, mainstream science, but in like real science and real spiritual work and consciousness work. I mean, it's all about energy and everything is energy. Everything at a, a, a real, um, I mean, real like provable level scientifically and otherwise is energy. And so whenever we block it, that's when we get into trouble or try to block it or try to control it. And again, that's, if you've listened to a couple of the episodes with Belinda Noakes, who does compassion key work and non-personal awareness work, and we've done some of it live, that's what it's about is it's about getting us unstuck 
Um, so that the energy, even the old energy of trauma that gets held in our bodies can, can move again, because as long as it's circulating, as long as it's moving, then, um, then we're good, right? Then things are good. And then we have the opportunity to, um, to keep flowing with life. But as soon as we, again, try to go into control mode and forget that we are co-operators and co-creators, not overlords and controllers, as long as we remember that, then, then things can keep moving and we can come into ourselves more, right? Because that's what, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, isn't that what we're all here for? is to really be our unique selves, because otherwise, why would we be here? Because we all have those gifts. Right, right. And this is, I, I, I love that, you know, in terms of the transition from Pisces to Aries that we're coming into. And to Aquarius, I, you mean. Oh, Pisces to Aries in the year, yes. Right, that, that yes. we're coming, which is only just a little over a week away that oh, we come into wow. Equinox, which seems kind of crazy, but, um, but, but this is our time to really connect with more of our essence, right? Our, and, um, and like you said, everything is energy. We could all say everything is consciousness and that's the realm of Pisces, this realm of pure consciousness. Every, and so this is a time when we're tuning into what is the essence? What is my soul's essence? And again, I think that's part of the gift of the, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction to remind us of our soul's essence. Why did I incarnate? And, you know, and, and again, that's something I think that's not so much something we figure out, you know, as much as feel into or allow to come through us when we're not all, all gunked up. Um, and then the Aries rebirth is, is, is coming into like the action and what, what, what needs to yeah. be expressed through me. But if we don't have that Pisces piece, then the action isn't necessarily in alignment right. with our deeper selves and our deeper mission. Um, but when we are in, in, that, in that flow of aligning with our essence, then action naturally arises. It's not something we have to figure out or force or push, or you know, it doesn't feel so, like a big struggle, right? That could be part of areas, yes. the fight and the struggle, <laughs> and I have to work. And, but there's a way that if if we can if we get the Pisces part down, then that naturally flows into the Aries fire, and the expression just comes through. It just arises through us. Yeah, that's beautifully said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm look. I was looking at the time, thinking there's so many other things I had kind of on my list, but it feels like that's such a great way to kind of wrap up. Is there more on your mind? I mean, I know there's more on your mind because, you know, there's always going to be more, but would, did, did you have any, did you want to say anything? Actually, I'm going to steer this a little bit. I listened to your um, talk on the Bridging Sky and Earth Summit last week. And I don't know if you wanted to, if there's anything from that, because that whole, um, you know, the energy of Aquarius and uh, the, the way that we're, I mean, the purpose of this podcast and the purpose of your podcast in very different ways, but the same kind of nugget is that we have, we're at a choice point where we can choose embodiment and choose to be 
cooperating with this beautiful planet and this beautiful cosmos that we're part of, or we can, you know, kind of continue on the other path of trying to control and, um, and dominate. And that's a lot of what you're talking about is that choice point as well. And you're talking about it in that big cycle from Piscean age to Aquarian age. And here we're talking about it a little bit more on an individual basis, but that's a long preamble. Is there anything that comes to mind that you want to repeat here that you talked about there or any other theme around that just because it's so up right now? Mm-hmm. Thank you for the invitation. And I have to be honest that I, I remember nothing of what I, <laughs> what I said. I did that interview a couple of weeks ago and I've just, I don't even know what I, what I ended up saying. So thank you for, um, uh, quoting or, you know, <laughs> letting me know what I was talking about. Cause I, I don't know. And that's here in Pisces land. Uh, yeah, not a lot of uh, mental, um, sharpness going on, but I know that, that I think that that maybe feels good or, or I don't know if you want to open it up for questions. Yeah, actually I do want to do that. Um, and I think I'll just, I'm going to keep the recording going for the first few questions. And then I'll also pause it at some point and end the podcast in case there are people that want to ask after that. So if you don't mind your question being part of the recording, um, feel free to unmute yourself and ask your question. And if you want, you can be on screen too. Okay. In that case, and, I, and I'm thinking that that's perfect for Pisces land too, right? Like we don't, we don't need a ton of words. If, if we get the essence of the transmission, perfect. Maybe there's not more to say. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think maybe we could just conclude by saying, you know, this is a wonderful time to focus on your dreams and to, you know, to have good sleep hygiene. So you get good sleep to the extent that it's possible and whether or not it's possible meditation is just such it's so supported right now to allow ourselves to come to a little bit of stillness connect in with that deeper self you know with our souls with our higher self however you want to phrase it and um, let your dreams prepare you go for and and i'll i'll say one more thing too about movement Yes. Um, just remembering that one of my sleepless nights, I, I meditated often that will send me back to dreamland. This, this particular night, it did not, I ended up going for a walk at four in the morning. Um, and that finally did, there was so, again, there was so much energy moving through me. And I just felt like I had to move that I had to move my body in order to move the energy. So also that, you know, in addition to meditation being so helpful and awesome right now, also remembering that just moving the body can be one of the ways that we can move the feelings, right? Emotion. We want to keep everything moving. Absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. And actually, you know, I would say conscious movement and conscious dance, you know, music is a Pisces thing. Um, Yeah. That's beautiful. So meditation and movement and not, yeah. Yeah. It's because meditation can also be an escape and we don't want to just go there either. So (laughs) All right. Um, we will, uh, well, I'll be back next week with um, Angela Seagraves and we'll be talking about lunar plant magic and how to connect with plants and um, 
sort of the connection between plants and planets will be part of the talk as well. And then, um, and then Sarah McCroskey is going to be joining us in two weeks. And we have some really cool conversation to come up and it'll be about bioenergy balancing, which is one of her modalities and maybe zero point energy, who knows, um, but more about, you know, the magic of being human and how to um, connect with our own natural wisdom and the wisdom of this beautiful world around us. So, all right, thank you so much for being here. And, um, oh, and I guess I will do my quick sales pitch that if you wanna support the podcast, it's wonderful to have you listen to it. You can share it with your friends. It's the podcast to listen to is free. If you wanna join these sessions, um, you can become a patron. And I would love to have financial support for the podcast. It's one of the ways I will keep it going and eventually get technical help to make it a little bit, um, you know, improve the quality, maybe add music and some other stuff that, um, yeah, it'd be cool to do. Uh, so all that's my little sales pitch for the podcast. And again, thanks so much for listening to the Natural Wisdom Podcast. <laughs>